0: like a life goal is to be a benefit to others. And I think the moment that I saw that hearing my story could be a benefit to others, that made me, gave me the encouragement to say, okay, well, I'm just going to keep telling it.
1: Welcome to Stand Out, the show that shares strategies you can use right now to get noticed and be seen as a thought leader in your industry. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. This is episode 75. In 2019, I'm on a mission to help you tell your story more effectively, whether it's on video, audio, or through the media. It is so nice to have you join us today, and you're in for a treat. I'm going back to my roots and bringing entrepreneurs and experts onto the show to learn about their journey and get their best takeaways on business and life. Today, you'll meet a business owner and mom who has grown a successful company from her garage and whose business is a household name within her community. Jeannie Fayoka is the owner of Cookie Text, a company that hand delivers messages on a homemade cookie sounds great, doesn't it? In our interview, you'll learn about the power of her story and how it has worked to connect her with people to help grow her business. When I speak to groups or when I work with clients one-to-one, I tell them all the time, your story matters, especially to the people who are working with you or who want to work with you. And this is why. With all of the noise out there, I know people will pause if you tell them a compelling story. They're searching for connection points and sharing your stories make that possible. You can share those stories on stage, on a blog, in a podcast, on video, wherever you feel your perfect audience is hanging out. If you're just starting a business or if you're trying to figure out how to create a connection point between you and your audience, here are some guidelines to start with. First, be clear about what you do and how you serve. For example, Jeannie's business is so clear. Her company will hand deliver a homemade cookie to someone you love, and on that cookie, you can have your special message written on it. Second, let people know why you do what you do, why it's important to you, why it matters. That's the part people will remember. So I started this podcast because I love to talk to people. I love hearing their stories and giving people the confidence to share them. And after I realized a show like this gives people a voice, I turned that into a business where I help people share their stories on video. I hope you get inspired to tell your stories after listening to this. Here's my conversation with Jeannie Fayoka, the owner of Cookie Text. Welcome to the show, Jeannie. I'm so excited to have you on Standout.
0: I am absolutely thrilled you asked me. Thank you so much, Cheryl.
1: As a fellow mom of three boys, first of all, we have that in common.
0: Yeah, I think I'm a little ahead of you on the age curve, though. (laughs) So I'll be calling you for
1: advice probably very shortly.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I'll be telling you, just wait till one gets their license. It's just (sighs) a whole new world.
1: (sighs) Any day now. Any day now. But I'm also so excited to talk with you because your story is, is incredible it really is incredible. I'm going to have you just start out by sharing with all of us your business because that probably is one of my favorite things. When I've heard I've actually heard you speak a couple of times now even though we've met in person just once. I've heard you speak about your business before. And I want you to tell us the 2 to 3 minute version. How about that? Of how you started Cookie Text and why.
0: Okay, so first of all, what cookie text is, is we take your special message and we put it on our homemade cookie cake and we hand deliver it for any occasion. So the idea is kind of putting something delicious behind Behind your words. So whatever you'd say in a text message, put it on a cookie cake we will hand deliver it, make it a little bit more special. And so what it came to be in that I had worked up until I came home to raise the children or, you know, I had my first child and, and stayed home and raised those boys. And that was many years because I left work in 2000 and it wasn't until 2011 that I was thinking, oh, I got to go back. I was an occupational therapist. I worked in stroke and brain injury rehab. And I thought, well, let me go check this out. And I went and I could not have run faster into the parking lot after the experience because I just, it was like this full body, I, the smells, the everything. The I, This was not me anymore. I'd grown a lot more creative through volunteering and doing things um, that I did with the boys that I didn't have, um, I guess maybe the opportunity didn't present itself before because I did a lot of volunteering with the boys with um Cub Scouts and church and PTA and all those things. And some, some of those things sparked my creativity. And meanwhile, I was also making their birthday cakes and had started making some birthday cakes for friends and that got to where it was growing bigger. And so I ran away from the OT um, uh, job or opportunity and I thought, there's gotta be something I can do more creative. And I love the part of the cakes where somebody was getting something that I put my heart and soul into. And, but I didn't have like the, I didn't have the big like decorating background. Plus they could get out of hand, like tears and blah blah. But I remember when somebody would say, I need a cake. And I'd be like, and they'd say, but a cookie cake. And I'd be like, (laughs) I thought maybe I can do something with these cookie cakes. And it occurred to me, what about a cookie gram? And I think in telegram, telegram or candy gram, but I thought, well, nobody sent a telegram for ages. And this was before Instagram. How That's how long I've been. No. And so um, I said, well, it would have to be cookie text. And I was taking a nap on the couch. I can remember the moment and I shot up and I thought an edible tweet. <laughs> I thought, all right, so I'll make cookies with little messages on them, pop up a little website, and I'll do it here, maybe within a four or five mile radius. And that's when the idea was conceived. That was May of 2011. And I worked over the summer and figured stuff out. And we delivered our first products in October of 2011.
1: Incredible. And in, really incredible. I, I think for folks who haven't heard your story, it's important to to Google you, to go and look at the presence you've built for yourself and your company. And the premise is is very individualized, wouldn't you say, right? It's if I have a message for one of my sons, like congratulations on getting your license, you would put that on a cookie, right? And I mean, you didn't know that I was going to say that. So you'd have to, <laughs> you'd
0: literally have to make that message on my own cookie. And that's what's unique I think about cookie text is every single thing is personalized. Yeah. Because between the combination of whatever message you put on the cookie cake and whatever three different sprinkles you pick, you could write the same thing and it would still look completely different than the next guys because of the sprinkles that you pick. So there are probably like a billion combinations. That, that go out and if you ever peek at our Instagram feed, you can see all the different var- variations and how just using a standard product and adding the variables of the text and the sprinkles, it makes everything look very different.
1: I think for people who are growing businesses and who get coaching on growing their businesses, they say, well, figure out how to scale, figure out how to make this into something that you can mass produce. And you've gone the opposite way. Wouldn't you say?
0: (laughs) I would say yes and no. In that, um, I think, and this is where the occupational therapy um, background comes in, because that was all about um, analyzing an activity. And taking things down to the smallest steps. And so every single one of our cookie cakes is in the same kind of pan. It all has the same size ribbon. It all has the same amount of dough. Everything is very standardized. So the things that are variables are things that can be changed in a moment. It takes very little time to write out the message on the cookie and it takes very little time to grab the the different sprinkles so it's scalable in that as long as i find somebody who can write on a cookie cake then i can give them this kit which is the ultimate goal Mm -hmm. is to franchise and to say okay so here's how much dough you put in here's the pans you buy here's and so we've gone the opposite way in that every single thing is personalized but not in that um we try to make everything scalable and standardized. And there, you know, because I can prop anybody up there to a box, a cookie, because it's all the same if, as long as they follow the six steps to put the tissue and then the napkin and the nut. So
1: that's brilliant in terms of standardizing everything you can and yet giving the, the recipient an ultimate personalized experience.
0: Thanks. I'm very proud of what we do. Very, very proud of what we do.
1: Tell us about how you've grown because you started this in 2011.
0: Okay. So in 2011, we had one flavor and one size. And a lot of what we did was driven by demand. People, um, because I always thought like just a message, you know, it's just going to be a message. But then people were like, well, we like the taste of the cookie cake. We want it for our party. And so that drove larger sizes. And, And then, um, Additional flavors came in one by one, uh, then adding napkins, knives. One of the biggest challenges for me with regard to growth was originally we would get the orders in and we would write them down and write them on a sticker. And that same sticker goes from the calendar through the kitchen, onto the box, the tube from, and I kept insisting to my web people, I was like, there's got to be a way that this can print out, I mean, there's got to be a way, and I would go to deliver at the colleges, and see them zip out a little label, and put it on something, or I'd go to the school, when you sign in at a school, and they zip out that little badge, and I was like, this is, and so finding a a web that would make it so that part was automated was a key part of growth because there was no way we could continue to like as volume scaled up we wouldn't be able to handle it if it was still especially because margin of error me writing down sprinkle colors and (laughs) handwriting i mean (laughs) handwriting come on yeah the worker behind me going now what's this (laughs) so that was huge um and I think too, the other part of of the growth is figuring out and what helped drive the growth was figuring out what what works for us with regard to getting the word out and selling. Because for me to like put an ad in the back of a yearbook or just buy a newspaper ad that that's pretty much, you know, I'm supporting the school and I'm, you know, but that's about it. What people like about cookie text is the story, you know, the stories behind the cookies or the stories behind the people that work for cookie text. And just the whole um, idea that I think a lot of people, sorry, there's an airplane over my head. I live, I live near Langley. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> get <up> here too. <laughs> Yes. And, I, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but I think what they enjoy is all the stories in the background and the relatability, because I think everybody—not everybody—many people go through that phase where they hit a stage in their life where they're like, "I either don't love what I'm doing, mm. or it's time to go back to work, and I don't want to go back to what I used to," and to find somebody that decided okay i'm going to take a totally different turn and have had some success with it that i think people can grab onto the the fact that i was a soccer mom they can grab on uh, i think they can grab on the piece that a lot of my first customers were people that um, were friends of mine on social media and so i was lucky in that i was in early on the social media marketing not Having to come in and learn because I was an early adopter of Facebook and an early adopter of Instagram and I think th- those things have driven growth figuring out that people want to know the story and if I go to an event where people can see what we're doing and taste a sample and touch and everything that's a good event so like the food bank has the tastefully yours. Mm-hmm event that's a wonderful event for us we get to go out there people see the product they taste the product i get to talk to them it's awesome
1: i think some people feel like it's a secret or even a surprise when a company does well but it's ultimately hard work and getting you In front of the people who could potentially buy from you. So, on the podcast this year, I really want to help our listeners and viewers understand that it is your story and how to help people who are listening and tuning into this understand that if you tell your story more effectively, if you can reach the right people, that you can ultimately get your message across and maybe do a little more business. Mm -hmm. So, would you say that in the very beginning, you we're ready like you were on the same level now that you were in 2011 in terms of sharing your story and getting out there and speaking in front of dozens of people and potential customers Why <laughs> are you laughing no
0: no because i was like a deer in the headlights i had a very early experience where um i had to do a video submission it was way back when my and you can, people could read my blog and find out about my shark tank experience, but I had to do a video submission. And I remember the guy coming over that was a friend of a friend to do the video. And I just was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, <laughs> we take your special message. Well, I'm was, not laughing. Not. I was, and it was bad. And I think it was the more I told the story, the more I realized people could relate to the story, the more, um, I just tried to relax and be myself. And plus, I'm not talking about something I don't know. And I I know it. I know it, and I feel comfortable talking about it now. Um, so I don't—I really don't turn down a chance to talk to people. I, I think that um, I love going to talk to the schools. I've had a really unique opportunity a couple times here in New York County, where I got to um, go work with a couple of classes of special needs students, and to be able to explain what kind of tasks would you have to do in order to work for Cookie Techs. And to explain to them, you have to have legible handwriting. You have to be able to dial a phone and speak clearly. And those basic tasks that are relatable and and understanding how from the classroom, the teacher may insist you write neatly. But it's going to matter when you go out into the world that you have to be able to write neatly to keep a job.
1: That's wonderful. I mean, really, uh, talking about giving back and potentially finding people who might partner with you to continue to grow your business. That's really what it's all about. So in terms of, and I think this is the part that I, that I I really wanted to hone in on is you pushed yourself. I I mean, after that first Shark Tank video, video, you could have just been like, "Mm, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) I'm just going to send these cookie texts and make luck (laughs) with that. But you didn't. What was it that kept you going to to get better? Because it, it does. It takes a little bit of time. It takes maybe saying your story in a few different ways where maybe time one didn't hit, time two, eh, time three was it. But you don't get to time three until you continue to do it. So what kept you going? I
0: think, um, I think I've think i always just been driven. There's never been the, the sense that uh, I, I quit. Or And I think that um, I had a very different upbringing than a lot of people in the day and age. I'd lost my mom really young. I was from the youngest of 11 in a family wow. where they started having children in 1952. There wasn't any, any inkling that they would remotely pay for college. But by the time I came along, all my peers were going to college. And so if I was going to go, it was going to be me that was doing it. And so... I feel like I've always been a hard worker and I've never gotten to the point where I was like, well, I can't, I can't do this. You know, once something presents itself, I'll figure out a solution. And I think that's one thing too, that in my personal life, my kids like a lot is that if, if we forgot this assignment from school between us, we'll figure out a way to get it done. And we're going to talk to, you know, there, that there's always a way. And I think it's just that drive that you're, Um, I I want to do well. I want to do well. And one of my things in life is to, um, like a life goal is to be a benefit to others. And I think the moment that I saw that hearing my story could be a benefit to others, that made me, gave me the encouragement to say, okay, well, I'm just going to keep telling it because if, if somebody can glean something, this is a little bit of an aside. I wrote a podcast, um, or I wrote a, sorry, I I wrote a blog right around our, it was one, I think it was our fifth anniversary and I had made some life changes and it was, that blog was more seen seen more than any I I had ever put out. And it was very nice for me because it was a lot of my heart and soul. And I went up to uh, a store called rooms, blooms and more, up in Newport news a lovely store. And the gal that works in there came up to me and started talking to me and saying, thank you for writing that. I needed to hear it. And by the time it was done, we were both crying right. and I thought, okay, I'll just keep writing and I'll keep it on, but okay. and you never know. I get these weird messages from people that say, Oh, I'm so inspired by your story. And I'm thinking, but I think there's something to be said for, doing what you love. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you love something, figure out a way to make it your job. Yes. Um, I
1: love that. Well, I also love how when you speak, you talk about how you love your job, which is the business that you own. mm -hmm. And that is so powerful because if you're in a typical room, like just any random room, Mm -hmm the chances of that happening is not as great. So I love, I love, love, love hearing that. And then back to your story about connecting with somebody, Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful in terms of really touching someone who needed to hear that message. Someone needed to hear that and was able to reach out to you.
0: And it's it's interesting, the stories people come up with and how, and there's always these backstories and some of them are cheesy, but... (laughs) on valentine's day which was as we're talking it was just last week um we got a zillion things out the door but people can add on extra frostings and we try very hard to not miss them we highlight them and i got a message from somebody that said hey i think i was supposed to get an extra frosting and i said back to her you you are right that was an extra two dollar charge for it i apologize i can either drop off double Or I can credit your account. She goes, No worries, no worries, just let it go. Well, today I instead of letting it go, because I can't, I made a whole (laughs) new cookie. And uh, you know, and it just said, A cookie so nice, we deliver twice and something silly to and add the extra frosting. Well, don't you know an hour and a half later I get a message back? from her saying she had just sat down to pray about a sick relative and somebody rang the doorbell and she felt like the cookie coming to the door at that exact moment was a sign that everything's gonna be okay. And she was like, you might think I'm hokey and I'm like, don't think you're hokey at Not all. Not at all. I Not don't at all. think you're hokey at all. I think that there's something here when you when you come from the right place and try to do the right thing. Then, you know, and of course people are like, what about your bottom line? You're going to have a whole cookie for a $2 icing. I'm more concerned about keeping the customer. I'm more concerned about customer service. And I truly believe if you mess up, fess up, you know, because I make mistakes. I make mistakes often. Nobody can be perfect, but fess up and try to make it right. And <laughs> I think some sometimes the magical stuff comes out of that, like that email from the woman today.
1: That's beautiful. I truly believe that, you know, for a little while it was all about online. And, and, and I'm not saying that there's, I'm not saying at all that we're not going to shop online, not ever <laughs> saying that. But I do think that we're getting to a point where we're going to crave that individual like one-to-one like that real like maybe picking up the phone like crazy like using the phone as a phone or maybe getting together in person to talk to people and that a service like yours is going to be even more top of mind in the
0: future and i think you're right in that it's it's one thing to send a text message it's something else to to go online place The order and the person gets the order at their. Sorry, I don't know why my phone. Sorry. Um,
1: somebody wanted to talk to you.
0: Yes, and it rings through my computer now, and I can't quite figure <laughs> out how to disable that. But um, that th- somebody thought of you enough that they placed an order and somebody showed up at your door with something that was personalized to you. And it just is that whole putting something special behind your word, make, making somebody feel cared about. And I, I, you and I th- talked a little bit as, as moms, and as moms of three boys, I think it's especially challenging with all the social media and everything to raise boys that mm-hmm. um, are real people, and they know how to emote, and they know how to care, and there was a moment a couple of years ago when Eddie is my middle son, and he is 16 now, so he's probably 14 or 13 at the time, and he was at the house, and he said, Mom, did you hear Tally's dog died? And Tally was a little friend of his, and I said, like, "Oh, that's so sad, Eddie. I'm sorry to hear that. He goes, you think we can send her a cookie text? Uh and if all my job has done is taught my kids that kind of compassion, and not just the compassion that he cared, but also that he followed through. Some expressions of love and care and appreciation deserve something tangible. They deserve something tangible. They deserve, it, it, It's nice to know that somebody went through some effort for you. Yeah.
1: Well, and that as you are creating your business that serves so many, that they are watching and learning from example.
0: Yes, and, and don't get me wrong, because people asked the other day, do they come in there? Do they work? And I'm like, they only work if I'm like, you yeah, know, <laughs> or they need volunteer hours and it's a charitable thing and I'm making fun. But no, they're not in there, but they they've seen it grow and they've watched it and they're very proud of it. I mean, there's not a birthday card that they write to me that doesn't say something about my successful business, which is nice because you know, we've talked a little bit about how you measure
1: success.
0: Yeah. And my kids think I'm a success. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, my boys do that too. And I wonder if maybe they know each other because there's this like, congratulations on your business or get more business. And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know you knew what I did here, but okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love that. Oh, what a great story. And the boys for sure are amazing. Amazing. And they're, they're, uh, there's something else. Um, I wanted to talk more about, crazy as this is, is social media, because I know that it has been a big driver for your business, but I also know that you look at it differently. You don't look at it as like, here's the my, here's a sale, <laughs> here's a, here's a this, here's a that, come, come see me or, you know, come stop by, uh, and, and buy a cookie text. It's not, it's not one of those. You look at social media in a way that, uh, when you hear all the gurus out there, it's not really, it's not really the same message. So I want to hear more about that.
0: Um, I think my goal with social media for sure has been to stay top of mind, mm-hmm. but, and, and you will catch us with the oh, 10% coupon this Oh, sure, sure, sure. But um, I think realizing that people like the story, that people enjoy, um, the insiders look. And so if I can send a cookie through the uh, cookie kitchen and then tell people the story behind it, they love that. And there are times where there are things that are just funny and I'll put my little comical take on it as well. And I think that social media for me has been become more about sharing the stories of cookie text. Mm -hmm. And so If you send one, you have your own little story of how, you know, my friend Mindy loved it and it was great. And she said that it only lasted two seconds. But we're not sending them every day. I am. And so for me to keep you engaged because you're seeing what other things we're sending out of the kitchen and Mm -hmm. hearing a little bit of the story of those two things. And, and the other day it was, um, that, A husband ordered for his wife to have delivered to home, have delivered to him at work, and the wife ordered for him to have delivered to him at work. So at his work, he got one for him, and he got one for her to bring home. And I just things like that happen. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I shared over Christmas time, there was a soldier right before Christmas time that called me from Bahrain.
1: Wow. He,
0: um wanted to get something to his wife in Hampton. Oh. And I got it to her. He, he was having trouble checking out of the, the website because of APOs and whatever. You know, sometimes it, it gives us funny stuff um, for f- people ordering from overseas. And I posted later on, after I delivered it, I posted the picture and wrote the story about him calling me to place the order. And it was their fifth hamburger. And you know, that man called me back. What'd he say? He called me back later that night and said that I just truly want to thank you for this. He goes, you made my wife feel so special. He goes, and not only that, but it was not just that, getting it made her feel special, that I shared it on social media also made her feel special because people were tagging her. And so he couldn't reach her, but the cookie reached her. And then other friends were like drawing attention to her to make her feel special that day. Right. And just
1: love it's my it connects all oh, of no. us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And it connects all of us, which is really something that you don't think that a general business can do. I mean, in, in your typical business who uses social media.
0: And I, I know you talk a, a good bit about video mm-hmm. and I was a little bit reluctant with video. And then I had some business consultants talk to me last fall and they're like, Facebook will prioritize video. It will, it with more people will see it. And I can't tell you last week, I did kind of a video almost every morning of trying to get through Valentine's day. And I cannot I couldn't count the number of views. I couldn't tell you how many people were just thrilled by them and sent a note and said how excited they were to see them each day. And and so you're 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 in the right business. I'm telling you what. And,
1: and, well, here's the thing is people do get they stop themselves. They get in their own way. And you just did it. So I you might have been a little hesitant at first but that didn't stop you. So what did you talk about? In let's say if you did a video a day for what since February 1st maybe? Oh. What did you talk
0: about? Oh, well like so it was the Sunday before Valentine's okay. and I had been in the cookie kitchen cooking or prepping all day and I, I I my brother cracked up. I did a video of me changing out of my flip-flops into my sneakers. <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> Been on my feet long enough. <laughs> my feet were tired, and I was. And I, I told people what I'd accomplished that day. Okay, I'm like, I've made some peanut butter cookie dough. I cut a bunch of ribbon. I did such and such, and then um, just giving them an update each morning of where we stood and how things were going. Um, and even Valentine's morning, talking to people about what was there and what was written. and they could see all the stuff that had already been boxed behind me and. Just really like what all we had prepared, how it was going, what made me laugh, what was and just the authenticity of it all, I think, of going, well, we're not taking any more orders for all the hard things to make.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's for next year.
0: (laughs) I was like, if it's hard to make, you cannot order it anymore. We're doing (laughs) we're getting as much as we can out the door so you can have a chocolate chip cookie. (laughs)
1: good for you and i you know it's just such a a great way to connect with people so they can really see what's going on and i mean you can't you can't fake it you can't like you're probably not going to edit it so you're like this is really what it looks like inside your kitchen and the kitchen is in your
0: house yeah right? okay yes my garage is converted into a commercial kitchen okay. and people walk in and go whoa <laughs> because it really is like, oh, there are no cars parking in here. <laughs> no, not yet.
1: Might be taking over the rest of your house at some point. Jeannie, thank you so much. This is this has been so wonderful to connect with you again. We had you speak at an event I host for the Women's Forum of Coastal Virginia. We did an event at the beginning of February in Hampton, uh, 2019, if you're listening to this at any other time. But we really had such a good time learning about your business and hearing about it. And you mentioned it earlier, so I'm going to ask you about this again because we talked about it at the event itself, is this definition of success. And for some people, success is unequivocal. It's like, okay, I'm gonna make X amount of money a year. Like that's what success is to them. But when you really think about it, it is more nuanced. There are more layers to this. And so I just wanted to ask you um, your thoughts on that issue of success and whether this business this the cookie text company you've created has helped you get there
0: yes it has um, I think that it's inherent that we all equate money and success and although cookie text does very well it's not a multi-million dollar business I mean it's still it took many years before I started even paying myself um, And having to take a step back and think, what does my life look like? And every day I get to get up and do something that I love. Every day I get to be present for my children because it's a business that I can, I can shift and mold. And if I have to get up at 3 a.m. to make cookies or do whatever, I can do that so that I can take Andrew to an orthodontist appointment at 11. Um, I'm a giver by nature. I like people. I think they're awesome. I like to fill in gaps I like people to know that they're seen heard and valued mm-hmm. and so For me to be on Facebook and scroll through and see that my girlfriend had a terrible weekend I throw another cookie up in the oven that day <laughs> or somebody lost their puppy or somebody broke, you know, and I get to give away all the cookies I want to give away because I'm the boss and nobody can tell me any different. And so it gets to facilitate, it gets, it has facilitated my ability to be a giver. And So I'm very happy with how my life looks like it looks, and I feel very much like it's a success and largely too, because of what it's taught my children. You know, it's taught them to be compassionate. It's taught them that you have to work hard, that especially in a day and age where so many things are instant them to see something that it was it was very very small when it started it was a word it was really just maybe something and now at least in our area of of the county it's a household name people don't ask for a cookie cake they ask for a cookie text mm-hmm. and that makes me feel like a million bucks is that like <laughs> they're proud of what I do too um I think success for me is first and foremost um feeling like I'm raising good children. And I think a lot of what I've done through cookie text has helped shape who they are because they, you don't think they're paying attention, but they really are. Yeah, they really are. And the lessons
1: they're learning. Amazing. Really amazing stuff.
0: Where can people get more information
1: about you and get your blog? And we'll link everything you talk about in the show notes for the show, but how can people find you and get a cookie text?
0: Yeah, the website is cookietext.com, and then pretty much that's my handle on all social media. Uh, I think it, there's an LLC on Twitter, so cookietext LLC on Twitter, but on Facebook it's uh, cookie text cookie cakes, so that people know they're they're looking for cookie cakes. But if you put cookie text in, we're going to come up. Um, I do update the uh, Instagram, same thing. Cookie text, uh, Twitter. I think I'm funny, but only mm-hmm. some. But uh the blogs are right there on the website. But usually if you're following us on Facebook or Instagram, I'll share a link to the blogs. Um there are some good ones uh, on there, uh especially if you're somebody who's interested about in um parenting and running a business. And yeah. some some things I've written that uh that's my second passion is writing, and so I want to do something with that. But um yeah, I, we're, we're everywhere. Um, we're usually at the event at the food bank. We sponsor a lot of 5K races locally, but we like to be easy to reach. And the number to this day that is online for cookie text is my number. And so I tell people, you know, i got a question. It's almost easier to text me than to ring my phone. But, you know, I've had people, can so you get a cookie out today? Sure. No.
1: <laughs> the clients will text you is what you're saying. Literally a cookie text. Oh yes, Cooking
0: yes, Text yes, company. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now we're not so mature yet that unless you're somebody who has a business account that I can just add it to your to your bill. You know, I'm not. You know, we're not taking orders really that way. Through the website is best. But okay, yeah, you can order. Customers can order as late as nine o'clock for next day delivery. We deliver Monday through Friday. Um, another thing we pride ourselves on is pretty much everybody. Um, Is it a mom that either was an at-home mom for years or wants that flexibility in their schedule that they work when we're busy, we don't work when we're not, they don't work when we're not busy because I take on what I can. And so it's a really good team I have right now.
1: A new family, if you will, right? Growing the Cookie Text brand. Before we go and before I say thank you, I wanted to ask you a question I ask everyone who comes on the show. And you've talked a little bit about it. But I wanted to see what you think makes you a standout.
0: And I think it's the relatability, the authenticity that I'm genuine. What you see is what you get. Um, If you see me right here talking to you, I'm the same person that I am when I go to 7-Eleven to buy my fountain soda as I am when you see me at a formal event, that I am always the same genie. And I'm the same genie with my customers as I am with my friends. And I think it's that people can relate to that because they they sense authenticity, so they feel like if they can connect with me, then they can connect with my company and they can get on board and, and, and join join the cookie text tribe. (laughs) There you
1: go. Oh, I like that. The cookie text tribe will definitely join it. And I thank you so much for joining us, Jeannie. It's been fantastic learning more about your story and talking with you.
0: Oh, you are. uh, I I talk to you anytime, Cheryl. You're awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much. If you know of someone who should hear
1: this episode, someone who needs to hear how important their story can be to somebody else, please feel free to share this episode with them. And please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a review. That lets more people learn about our program. I'll put the links to Jeannie's blog in the show notes for this episode at CherylTanMedia.com. If you've been a faithful listener of Standout, I thank you. If you are brand new to my community, I appreciate your checking us out. In 2019, I'm on a mission to help you tell your story more effectively, whether it's on video, audio, or through the media. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.